Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. So here we are in Maine, and we are speaking with author T.L. Manning from Bristol, Maine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your passion is writing. Definitely. Can you talk to us about where that started for you? Um, I believe it started when I was about seven years old. Um, I grew up in a very um, uh, dysfunctional house and uh, learned at a very young age that what happens in this house stays in this house. And I began writing everything. Um, And in case anyone saw what I wrote, I would write about monsters and I would write about um, different characters instead of the people that were actually involved. See, that would have been my first question to you. Mm -hmm. You know, how did you write so that if it was found, because in households like that, oftentimes there's no privacy. None. Nope. Um, I, it, it went so far that I won an award in third grade for a paper that I wrote about a dream I had. Um, it was a beautiful story about a young girl who is woken up in the middle of the night uh, to this strange sound, and she follows the sound, and she sees this woman under a faucet of water and there's a monster holding her there and uh, she stands there and stares until she's seen and it won um, an award and went into the governor's library and I had to read it uh, in front of an audience and I wasn't scared because it was a dream that I had um, and then I saw my parents leave the room during my reading and it all kind of came clear to me I guess that it wasn't really a dream. It wasn't a dream. It was my, uh, my coping mechanism had sort of developed into this, um, not a dreamlike state, but almost um, keeping it as far away from me as possible. I Emotionally guess. detaching? Yep. Yep. Was it you under the water? No, it was my mother. Yep. Okay. And did they say anything to you about it, your parents? My father, uh, no. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, we didn't see each other for about seven years after that. Because of that? Yep. Well, that had a lot to do with it, yes. Wow. Because, you know, he thought that I knew. And I I honestly didn't know. Even then, I didn't know. You know, um, I knew something had hit home, but I wasn't sure what it was. How did that make you feel? Alone. Very alone. Along with my writing, I was told that my writing was bad. Um, it wasn't something to be celebrated. Um, and so I did it more, <laughs> actually. I didn't know what else to do. Um, I, I wrote in private, and I would hide what I wrote. I would keep two journals, one that I knew they would read, and one that was hidden away with 
I, I guess, the truth, um, because I knew that, that they read what I wrote after that, especially after that. You are so much smarter than I was. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I, I would write bad poetry trying to use code <laughs> so my siblings wouldn't read it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think you're a product of your environment, mm -hmm. too, you know, so it was, I couldn't talk to anyone, and who would believe me, you know, and so I just wrote about it. And it developed, I think it could, I almost think I could write before I could really read, to be honest with you, even if it was just scribbles. Um, it was, my, in my mind, it was the words on paper, even if the words didn't match up with what was in my head. So how did you then end up making a career out of this? How did you become an author? I mean, this started, this was third grade, mm -hmm. and I'm sure there's a long journey there after is. that. Um, um, you know, I excelled in English, I excelled in a lot of things in school, um, but I wanted to be a scientist because I was told that you can't make a living writing, you know, nobody does that. It's a hobby. And as long as I could keep it as a hobby, I could do these other jobs, you know, and, and um, I never excelled at anything else. I excelled at learning, and then when it came time to actually um, go out in the field or, or to do the work. I was always dissatisfied. I was always bored. I was um, uh, unhappy and it never lasted long. And all the while writing, you know, as my hobby. You know, um, I had to put my foot down even to my husband because he was raised in the same kind of home. You know, that's can't make a living at that. That's not a job. Why throw away you know, your education and, and all of that to do this. Which you're, when we talk about your education, I mean, tell everybody what your degrees are in. I have a degree, a bachelor's degree in communications um, and a bachelor's degree in forensic science with um, a specialty in entomology and archeology, span otherwise known as bugs and dirt. <laughs> I oh. mean, so <laughs> when we're talking about the fact that you have degrees, you mm -hmm. have, you know, serious degrees going on, and you've been with your husband since you were? In high school. Right. Yeah. So this is a, you grew up together with the same, you know, everybody around you had the same mentality mm -hmm. that you should use those degrees. Yep, definitely. And I think that's why I continued trying to learn. You know, I got my communications degree and I was unhappy. It was easy. I was never stimulated. I never felt like I was learning more after I got out of school. Um, years went by. And I, I started uh, going for my forensics degree. And while I was learning, I, I struggled and it was hard. And, and I loved that, I loved the push. Um, once, I, once it was done and I actually had to put that into a job, it was unfulfilling and at times overwhelming. You um, know, I am of the thought process though that nothing is wasted. Oh no. Definitely and, not. <laughs> I mean, we're looking at a stack of some of your books. You have 13 books mm -hmm. total, right? You're, yep. You have a 13th one coming out. And, you know, my when I hear about the degrees that you've earned and the experiences that you've had, it's like, and then when you say every book has a paranormal element, mm -hmm. it's like I can see your whole person. I can see your whole person. Like, I... Have a very, just knowing those three things, I feel like I have a very good idea about what your books, the style of your writing, I should say, will be about, like general concepts and ideas that I might find there. And it's super interesting because 
forensics, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, um, I've been told that at times it gets a little too graphic, but then other times, you know, I, I feel like if you don't put that in there, it's not believable. And I, and I want it to be believable to the reader, what, whether they read my YA books or, you know, my YA thriller, meaning, young YA, adult, yep, young, young adult. adult mature, sorry. Um, thriller, horror, whatever it is. I want them to be able to see what's happening in their own mind. And if they can't, then I, I feel like I've failed. So. so how did you end up after all of that becoming an author? I, I put my foot down. <laughs> I really did. I, I said, this is it. This is what I have to do. Um, and fought with my husband, with my family um, to do it. The, the day that I published my first book, I didn't tell anyone. Nobody knew, not even my husband. And you're self-published right now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because um, tell everybody why you're self-published. I'm self-published because when I was 19, um, I was, um, uh, I don't want to say um, taken a fool. I, I hate that, that term. But I believed that everyone had a good nature. I guess, and I was accepted by a publishing house for my works um, and sent them four or five chapters of my book. And of course they said, oh, we love it. We want more, we want the whole manuscript. And I was excited and showing everyone the letters and, um, and later found out that it was a scam. The whole thing was a scam. And they because were, they had you send money with that. Yes, yep. Um, and it, it sort of, killed the dream for a long time, for many, many years. I mean, I, I didn't actually publish until 2012, and this was in um, 97, 98. You know so. what, though? It's almost like you were meant to put your writing on pause, to learn everything you've learned through your degrees, to then add that and incorporate that. Oh, definitely. I think everything happens for a reason, right. even if you don't like what happens. Um, later on to be able to look back and say if that hadn't happened, you know, uh, these things wouldn't have fallen into place the way that they have. What do you think you've learned most about yourself? That everyone doesn't have to like me. And that's huge for me, um, especially with, with my books. You know, you get five-star reviews, you get one-star reviews. Um, and to be able to take that criticism and learn from it instead of being, you know, um, ashamed or, or feel, feeling bad about myself, you know, and the next book won't have that mistake or won't have that in it. Um, and so it's okay that everyone doesn't like me as long as, you know, I'm doing what I love. Do you have a favorite book? I do. <laughs> um, my, my favorite book that I've written so far is um, The Night, which is, can I, is uh, the first four novellas were turned into a book called The Night. And it, it's, it's raw, it's real, it's as real to me as everything we're doing right now. And it, it was my favorite to write and since has been my favorite to read as well, actually. What about it? What's your favorite part? I was learning how to create characters with that. Um, the male characters all started as brothers of mine, so they all started with a familiar face. And then um, 
as the writing went on, they became their own characters. Um, but I felt very connected to them because of that. Um, they have a lot of real life moments. Um, and each novella has something major that happened in my life. Um, but it's written so that it's, it's more personal to me than maybe the reader. Um, unless you know me and knew me at that time, I guess. It's just um, very personal. What advice do you have for new writers? For people who are out there thinking, you know, I, I dabble, I write, but I haven't published, or people who know they want to give it a shot, what advice do you have for writers? Don't write what everyone reads. Do not ever write to make money. Um, don't look for a genre that's popular right now and jump right into that. If you're not true to yourself, um, you're going to burn out and you're not going to last very long. And if this is a true passion, then you have to stay true to yourself. And that means maybe writing something that's not popular this year or next year, you know. Um, but with every book that you write, you get better. So... Um, I guess my I don't go with the fads. A lot, you know that that's a big mistake a lot of writers make. Is I need to make money now. So, how has your life changed now that you're a full-time author? Oh, I'm so much happier. Just everything about life. I um, my children are happier. They're so proud of me. Um, they're not proud of my degrees. They're not proud of the school schooling that I got. Um, they're proud to say that their mother's an author, you know, and with every book that I write, they're proud to say, you know, this title is added. Um, and that to me is, is huge, you know, that my children see me as someone that they want to be, you know, something that, that they can do. And my nieces and, and, and uh, the other young people in my life, it's important to me that they know if they have a dream, don't ever let anyone tell you you can't do it because you're not them and it's up to you. So what advice do you have to people about pursuing a passion in general, any passion? I truly believe that if you want to be happy in your life, you have to do what you're driven to do. And you might not know that today, but you're building towards that. And, and never, never go against your gut, no matter what anyone says, ever. Um, only you know what's right for you, and that's the truth. You know, I had to learn it the hard way, and I wish at 19 that I was able to, uh, you know, uh, take from that a life lesson and not let it destroy me. Um, but, you know, everyone has to do their own thing in their own time, but do it for you, you know, your happiness, you know, and everything else kind of falls into place, I think. So where can people look into you and your work? How can they contact you? Um, of course, on Amazon. I have, uh, you can just type in T.L. Manning into Amazon and all my books pop up. Um, Barnes & Noble, any of those. Um, I have a, a website, um, uh, my email. Um, what is your website? Okay, I was just making sure, sorry. Um, I have uh, authortlmanning at gmail.com. Um, and uh, on Facebook, actually, uh, T.L. Manning um, is a page on Facebook, too. Best of luck. Keep it up. I'm so proud Thank of you, you and happy for you, you know.
it's hard. You're accomplishing so much. So congratulations. Thank you. Every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. Oh.